Well, good morning, everyone. It's still morning. <laughs> uh, I think it is. I was up this morning before four o'clock and got my cup of coffee <laughs> and started working again. I wasn't doing so well uh, yesterday and last night. And so uh, I thought I better just go to bed and get up early and get started again. And uh, about Monday night, might have been Sunday night, but Monday night probably, uh, God woke me up again. And I had to get up and get in my office and start making notes. And it's part of this sermon. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty neat when, uh, when that happens, a good feeling, because um, God's got something to give me, to, to give to you guys. And that makes me feel good. So uh, I hope that it comes across the way, it, the way I thought it would. <laughs> um, part of it, Part of this sermon was from our Bible reading at night. And uh, we, we've been going through the Bible, uh, not in sync with January, February kind of thing. But we're near the end of the uh, Old Testament now. So all of the minor prophets we were going through, and I was making notes as fast as I could. <laughs> and then if I couldn't keep up, we'd have to stop the, the CD and I'd finished my writing and my notes that I was taking from the Bible, what verses I was dealing with, and uh, on we'd go. So um, that's part of it. But I want to make sure that you know that those little books, three chapters and one chapter and whatever, as a, um, a book of the Bible, a, a book of minor prophets, um, there's quite a few there, but there's amazing materials in those little books. <laughs> So um, I want to intrigue you to, to read them and to um, highlight things, mark them and so on. I've been marking in here and in the Bible that I, I use uh, at night when we're uh, sitting together, uh, it's different, same, exact same location and same colors. <laughs> but uh, uh, last night, or actually a couple of, a couple of nights ago, I got out a King James study Bible. And boy, that was neat to work with that with this sermon as well. Uh, of course, I'm always using the Halley's Bible Handbook. Uh, buy it at the half-price bookstore for eight bucks or something. But it's absolutely amazing. If you get one of the older ones, especially, uh, what is it, 1962 or something or other? Uh, it's the ones I like way back there. And... Uh, it's amazing how many times I have no difficulty with what they have to say. You know, sometimes you pick up a book and you say, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, I have enjoyed that. So last night I was using the Halleys and the study Bible, my nighttime Bible and this Bible and this Bible on the uh, computer. So I was getting them all and uh, getting some uh, study time in. What was catching my attention, really, was how God has to call the people back to behaving themselves. And what he has to say about sin, or what he has to say about this or that, in those minor prophets. The New Testament, sometimes you don't get told exactly, this is a sin and you ought to avoid it, or whatever. The Old Testament, it usually points out sin, just says, there it is, that's it. I like the name or don't like the name, but that's what it is, and, and it's sin. So um, as we were reading, I was uh, 
watching for some of those things and, and God brought one of those to me that way. Um, similar, similar thing, not the exact same thing. But I'd like to start in the, uh, in the book of Haggai, if you want to uh, get, th- get your pages thumbed there. Uh, but God requires repentance and turning from our own ways. Uh, whatever you want to call it, good, good ways, bad ways, misbehaving, obedient, disobedience and obedience. And, but we need to come back to the Heavenly Father. Uh, then comes the blessings. When we turn from things that are not very good or bad, and we come back to God, then comes the blessings. And Haggai and Malachi is the one that I'm thinking of today. Uh, no, I did it wrong too. Micah. Micah is the one I want, as well as Haggai. I even got mixed up with Haggai and one other one that started with an H. <laughs> That's one of my problems. If it has the same, same letter of the alphabet, that might confuse me. Um, so go with me to chapter 1, and I'm aiming at, chapter, at verse 2. That's in Haggai, uh, verse 2. A new king had come up. This is the second year of King Darius and so on. I read the first uh, uh, verse would kind of set the stage for you, but I'm going to be kind of jumping down the page following my red marks in, uh, in my Bible and reading from the larger print as well. So just bear with me a bit, a bit there. But in uh, Haggai chapter 2, uh, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, and that caught my mind right away, what's, what's going on? Why, what are these people talking about? And um, they're saying, The time has not come to build the, the house of uh, prayer for the Lord. They're saying the time is not come. The time of the Lord's house should be built. They're challenging whether, they'd like to have a temple, they'd like to have a place to work. They had started with an offering podium or altar, but then they stopped for 15 years because of the enemies around them had been bugging them and reporting them for everything they did, and they got stopped. And so now he's saying, uh, it's not the time. God hasn't, isn't aware of this, sort of, isn't that strange? <laughs> yeah, God's aware of it. Uh, it's not the time to build God's house right now. So something else has to happen. So then what do they do in verse 4? Um, God has to challenge them through the prophet. And he says, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? And I spent quite a bit of looking on that one. And this house, God's house, God's temple, just lay waste? said, is that right? Is that the way you want to look at this? So, Another challenge is, is given there in verse 5. Now, therefore, thus saith the house of the Lord, consider your ways. Evaluate yourself. Judge yourself. 
Are you spending too much time on things that are not important to the overall community of faith? Uh, or is it all about you? Sealed house. Uh, these are a well-finished house, I guess you could say. Uh, one place it said it was Wayne Scotting Sco- Wayne boards, vertical boards or something halfway up the walls or something to pretty, pretty the house up. Uh, another version of it would say um, finished paneling. Um, two or three Bibles said that. Another one said uh, that it could be a, a different, like just, just the boards, vertical boards or finished boards or sealing the walls so that nothing gets in. Or, uh, just completely finished, very nice. Like trim board along the floor or whatever. Is that what you're concerned about and God's house is standing empty or not fixed? Um, so that was a challenge that they needed to consider. In verse 5, it says the same thing. Consider your ways. The last part of that verse. Consider your ways. You have sown much. If you think about what's going on in your world, and, and often we don't think about that. Um, you know, we, we'll plant a garden and you just expect everything to happen. You might pray over it or you might do something, but you just expect things to keep going. Everything's going to work. And he says, but you've sown much and bring in little. In verse 6, ye eat, but you have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe yourselves, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put in into bags with holes in them. I remember those words from when I was a little boy. I was being taught in church. They read these words. They talked about these things. You're going to earn money, but it's not going to satisfy the needs that you need it for. You're going to get clothing, but it's not going to be the right kind or, or not sufficient. You're not warm enough. You're not this or that. Um, uh, you, you drink, but you're not satisfied with the, with the liquids that you have available to you. You're just not happy. Um, is there something there that should be considered? So verse 7 Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Really need to step back a little bit and say, well, you know, God gave us the seeds and why is it not producing? God said he'll send the rain, but the rain didn't come at the right time. You know, you start considering your ways. What's happening here? Um, Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will glorify, saith the Lord. God will be glorified. Go and get the wood that's needed to finish the, the church, to work on the church instead of just on your own home. Verse 9, look ye, ye, ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. Maybe there's another thought about that mountain. Go, when, when you're up there, start getting closer to God and start praying at the glories that God has made and the beauty that's all around you, change your heart over to the God, God's way. God will bless it. And when ye brought it home, and you went out, and you looked for much, when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts? Because of mine house that is waste, and ye run everyone unto his own house. Therefore the heavens over you are is stayed, 
from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. Because of our sin, because of our value system is messed up, because we're not thinking correctly about God. Consider our ways. Are our ways what God would like us to be in and would like us to be doing? We've got to take that challenge. Okay, I'm just going to watch my notes as I'm going here too. Um, I want to go down to verse 7 and on down the page there a bit. Ye have sown much, but... You're not getting the increase that you expected. And down 7 through 11 is kind of the same thoughts as going on. Um, but who controls the outcome, I wrote? Heavenly Father. Right? God can make it work. Or it can be spoilt. Verse 11 says, And I called for a drought upon the land. God did that upon the mountains and the corn and the new wine and the oil and the, uh, the growing, um, the cattle and so on. Uh, everything's wrong because they weren't putting God first. They weren't getting themselves right with God. So then he couldn't bless. And you know, that sounds like, I, I've heard this a number of times, uh, every, God hears every prayer. But along the way here, I'm going to find some verses that are not going to be to our liking. And I'm only going to give you two verses, maybe, along that line. And I know there's at least two others elsewhere that would be worth hunting down. Interesting. So if we look at, I'm going to jump over to the next chapter. Um, Well, 13, 13 first. Verse 13 here, it's just down the page of ways. Um, the last part of it says, I am with you, saith the Lord. He's going to have to be doing some work. He's going to be going out. And he says, I will be with you. And that made me think of of another place here in just a moment. I'm going to go there as well. Uh, But turn over the page to chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. I'll catch the last part or or the whole of the verse, chapter 8. But I, I, I've got a strange mind and I'm looking down the page when I'm doing some of this and I'm saying, I will, I will, is what God is saying. And I got those all marked in red. What will God do for us? Uh, I will be with you, he says in verse four. I will be with you. I am with you. Uh, then you go down to verse eight. How can he be with us and help us through all of these troubles? Verse eight, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Some are going to say, well, you're going to add on to the church, you're going to build the church, you're going to get new stones, you've got to get timbers, you've got to get the gates fixed and the beams over the top. And God says, no problem. (laughs) I've got all the money for it, just need workers. It's already there. We can get this done. So uh, then they start asking about the glory of the former house and, and they're kind of sad about that. Uh, whether they would be able to do the same. Well, God owns the money, so he sure can do it. Chapter 7, pardon me, verse 17. I smote you with blasting and mildew, with hail in all the labors of your hands, yet ye turn not to me unto the Lord, saith the Lord. Wow. You say, I thought, I'm one of the good guys, God. How come the hail hit me? 
How come the mildew came? How come this came? I'm one of the good guys. God found out something that wasn't right in your attitude, your ways. Um, you need to consider something and, and uh, straighten out whatever's going wrong. Because why would God smote you with blasting? Why would he blow on the ground and dry it out so that your, your fruit and vegetables don't grow like they were? So at the end of verse 18, it says, consider it. At the beginning of verse 18, it says, consider. We've got to think these things through and in, look in God's perspective. Are we really doing right by God? Are we doing things in a way that God can bless us? On verse uh, 18, again, consider now from this day upwards or, or onward, uh, from this day, then he names the time of the day and the month and so on. Um, are the foundations being done? The day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid? Are you adding this up? And actually, he's getting them to think of more things. Because you know when it starts. Why don't make a date? Write it down. This is when we started this. And see how far we can get. Is God really helping? Is, are we going to accomplish a lot? And when you end, write down the day again. Because verse 19 says, Is the seed yet in the barn? Have you got out there and got the seed in the ground? Building the church, building this, building that. Have you actually put the seed down? Got it ready? Your vine? Your fig tree, your pomegranates, your oil trees hath not brought forth. From this day on, I will bless you. In other words, you need a benchmark, they call it nowadays. You draw a line and you say, this is how much we've got in the barn, this is how much we've got in this, and this is how much we've got in that, how much we've got in the jars, you know, the canning and so on. How much have we got? Write it down, mark it, I will bless you. So we can actually go back on the books and look, wow, look where we were a year ago or a month ago or God doesn't mind. He wants us to, to know that he is blessing us and that he is giving it in our direction, helping us. I will bless you. They should think back. They, they knew about it back in Joshua chapter 1 and uh, verse 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Uh, it says, I will, I will, I will. Can you remember something there? Turn to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. There shall, this is God telling uh, Joshua how it's going to be with him. Um, there shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of their, your life, and I will, uh, as I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake you. This was um, Joshua that's going to be leading the people, right? This is Joshua that's going to be leading the people. And God is saying, do you remember? And I'll be with you. I'll stand with you. I'll be with your life as I was with Moses. I'll not fail you. In other words, we should be able to, when we're adding up what God's doing for us, we should be able to come up with, uh, with an increase that we can visualize and see. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What a blessing that is. Be strong and of good courage, 
For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto your fathers before them. Wow, this is a long way down the road. Am I actually going to be there? Am I going to be helping to divide the land? And he was, right? He was pretty discouraged. That is he going to be able to handle all these people? Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mightest observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest consider whithersoever thou goest. Right? Prosper, pardon me, prosper wherever thou goest. If you'll put God first and really consider what he's doing for you and that he's going to help you and believe he's going to help you, you're going to prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, here's one of the, but <laughs> if you'll do this and this, this is one of the buts, you might say. Okay, what's one of the conditions? This book of the law shalt thou depart, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. That's if and then. If you'll do this part, God will see to it that it'll come to good. For uh, have I not commanded thee, be strong and be of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord... Uh, thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Sometimes we can get ourselves in a little pickle, I guess, worried about this or worried about that, and we get downhearted, and God wants to make sure that we pick ourselves up and keep going. God's there. He's going to be with us. He will be with us. So back to um, Haggai. There's a verse in, in uh, Haggai chapter 2, verse 6, talks about the shaking and you wonder, well, that's kind of sideline. What, what, is, what does this verse mean? So I thought, well, I'll just put it in. Uh, it also connects with Hebrews 12, 26, about the shaking. So if you want to jot that down and check it out later. Um, and then uh, also in, um, in Haggai, it, and it's, it connects with Hebrews 30, 30, 13 and verse 5. I will never leave thee. Um, so the connections across there. Uh, I'll never leave you and never forsake thee is in uh, Hebrews 13, verse 5. Last part of it. Last part of that verse. Okay, so that's just an extra thing I threw in there since we were right at the doorstep there. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you. Yeah, I guess that's one of those faith things where you have to say, okay, God can do it. I know he's going to. He's with me. And I take it by faith. Uh, work for God and he will bless you. He will be doing good things for you. And what is in Malachi chapter 3? Malachi chapter 3. I guess I've got on here too probably. Chapter 3 and verse 6. Okay. For I am the Lord. The, uh, for I am the Lord. I change not. Neither... No, pardon me. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Do we realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? The Heavenly Father? Jesus said the same, right? 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is the Heavenly Father. Or else he'd be consumed. He could do you in, do you wrong. But he's not, because he doesn't. And we can look back at examples in the Old Testament and say, he's going to do that for me too. He'll do exactly the same for us. And then verse 7, Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances. Whoa. Not good. They knew better. We watched some of the videos that Hollywood comes up with and the man was saying to his family, tradition, tradition, I have to keep this tradition. Did he believe it in his heart? Maybe not. It was just a mechanical thing. Well, God wants more. He's expecting you to believe it in your heart. Don't go away from God's ordinances and have not kept them. You've got to keep the laws of God, his statutes and his judgments. Uh, keep those things and he'll do you good. Return unto me. God's calling you back. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye say, wherein shall we return? Oh, it's all about me, isn't it? I want something out of this. What do I get out of this? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed God? That's robbed thee. Um, that's a silly question. They should know better. They should be reading the scriptures and understand. In tithes and offerings comes the answer. People need to understand that. They need to know the Bible better than and just saying, well, how, how did we cause any problems? How did we do? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herein, herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Wow. Um, that's really a lot. And I will rebuke the devourer. I saw that and I thought, boy, I need that. For your sake, because we're behaving ourselves, we're being good, we're being obedient, God's going to you know, tell the devourer to get lost for our sake. Wow. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. We could keep reading. These, these are very good blessings that are coming our way. But that's, you've got the idea. If we serve God, uh, he will bless us and he will multiply things that you can't imagine that he's multiplying. It's uh, really great to to see God at work. And he doesn't mind. He said, like, draw a benchmark. This is what we've got in our, in our uh, storehouse, I guess would be a good word. Bible uses storehouse. This is what we got. Is it increasing? God doesn't mind if we challenge it and make a list and see if it's gaining or not. Oh, I've, I've put this to the test, I know. <laughs> One time when I was coming home from doing my electronics work and uh, I was upset. I said, it's hot work. 
nobody has air conditioning in the cars or any buildings or any boats or anything that I was working on. And I wanted to buy a fudgesicle. And I guess it's a, just chocolate milk on a stick, you know. And I wanted a fudgesicle. And I didn't have that quarter that I wanted. And it was going to be an everyday thing when it's hot. So I said to Pearl, you know, I think that I am due some of this money so that I could have this treat so I wouldn't have to work in the heat. She says, okay, I'll sit down with you. And she started off, this is how much is coming in. This is the baby bonus money that we get in Canada from way back. They're going to do it here now too. This is how much baby bonus money we have. This is how much we've got here and this is what's here and this is what we're paying for electricity and lights and so on. She went down the list. First was the tithe. Tithe was taken off first. And as she's going down the list, I started realizing we're putting out 110% and we've only got 90% to pay it. Whoa, now that mathematics I don't want to argue with. So we kept paying tithe and I got my ice creams when I could. <laughs> really, we were paying out 110% and we were living on 90%. Wow, God does big differences. He can really bless. So going back to my notes here for just a moment, I'll try not to be too much long, too, too long. But on here, I've got the notes from Malik, um, Micah, from Micah. In Micah chapter 3 and verse 4, uh, verse 2 actually, it says, uh, Who hateth the good and loveth evil. Isn't that terrible? Who plucketh off their skin. Well, I won't read any further. They're trying to be somehow weird people. Uh, and acting up, and uh, they hate good? When I saw that, I, oh my goodness. And how could it be that they hate evil? I, I, I mean, hate good and love evil. That is really weird. Why people would act that way is a strange one, isn't it? Uh, and then you, if you jump down to verse 4, then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. Oh, I told you there was going to be some verses that were awkward. God is not going to listen to them when they say a prayer. God's not going to listen. Why? Because they're misbehaving. They love the wrong thing. They love evil. They're not acting right. God's not going to hear them. Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. You can stop your blessings. You can stop God watching you and answering your prayers. Now, yes, we could take other verses and say, no, wait a minute. Um, if you say, uh, Lord, forgive me, he's going to hear your prayer, right? But you know, this is one of those things that we need to have in our back to help ourselves. We need to say, look, if I obey God correctly, he's going to help me in all aspects of my life. 
if I trust him, if I believe him, if I'm doing right um, by the scriptures and by the Lord's will, I'm doing right, then God's going to bless us. So that's one to hang on to and be really careful of how we serve God and why we serve him, because we don't want to have any problems with him. How about chapter 3, 5 through 7? Um, Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that made my people to err, that bite with their teeth and cry peace. That's, that's a terrible kind of prophet, isn't it? And he putteth not into uh, their mouths. He, uh, they even prepare war against, the, against him. Um, strange stuff that these prophets are doing as well. He's woe unto them. They're in trouble with God. But I'm going to slide down. It talks about the sun going down on the prophets and the dark. Uh, verse 7. But then the seers be ashamed and the diviners confounded. Yea, they shall all uh, cover their lips because they're ashamed. For there is no answer of God. They're pretending to serve God. They're, they're a seer. They're a person that's supposed to be able to communicate with God and get an answer. Evidently, they're doing something wrong themselves. And they don't want to give a bad answer to those that are asking them to be a seer. But here they are. They're doing it wrong. And the last words, for there is no answer of God. That we need to consider why no answer from God. Not the one you, you want anyway. Maybe there's something wrong with the way that you and I are serving the Heavenly Father and ought to do better uh, if that were happening to us. Then I went down to, um, there's some good stuff just below that, but this, this is continuous run in our reading. But chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Chapter 4. Subject is changing. But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow into it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of, of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths that for the law shall go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Wow, we're, we're into the future. We're saying, well, this is, this is going to be phenomenal. And everybody's saying, come and go with me over there because it's going to be good. Verse 3, And he shall judge among many, many people and rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, Nation shall not lift up sword against a nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Whoa, this hasn't happened yet. Isn't this amazing? Is this another one of those verses that we need to hang on to? The plowshares, the spears, okay. But they shall sit everyone, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make him afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts hath spoken it. Well, I, I, I want to be there. I, I want to be in that group. I want to be in God's blessings. 
For all people will walk, every man, everyone, in the name of his God with a small g. Not good. People are doing their own thing. They're going to walk with their own God. But we, what will we do? We will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. That's, in this L, capital O, capital O, capital R, capital D, uh, that's Jehovah, Jehovah God. The YHVH, this is the real God. That's his name, our God. So that's not another replacement word for the word God. This is the real thing. This is the real man, the real God. In that day, saith the Lord, I will assemble her that halteth and will gather her that was driven out and her that was afflicted. And I will make her that halteth a remnant and her that is cast afar off a nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in the Mount Zion from henceforth forevermore. It's the second time. Evermore was in the end of verse 5 and evermore is here in the end of verse 7. We're talking about some long-ranging nation that Jesus is going to be ruling over. Some long-range item. Just something to think on there about how close we are to the end and what is going on in our world and what's trickery that's going on and we need to be able to stand for the good. I want to catch uh, just a couple of other verses. In chapter 5, verse 2, it uh, talks about Bethlehem, about the coming of the Messiah, Bethlehem. And you might want to mark that to know where it's at. In chapter 5, verse verse 11 through 15, chapter 12 is witchcraft, engraven images, and groves, Bad stuff. End up with God being mad at the nations. In chapter 6, from verse 4 to 5, from 6 to 7, 8, 9, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, these are all saying there's things going wrong here. I'm going to turn to chapter 6. And again, I like marking those I will, I will, in verse 7 and so on on down. There's lots of them. I will do this. I will do that. In verse 6, 7, and 8. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord? And am I in the wrong place? Micah chapter 6, verse 6. Verse 6. Okay. Um, wherewith shall I come before the Lord? and bow myself before the high God, the big G. Where sh- when should you do it? And how should you do it? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? How, what, what does our God want? How, more cattle, more gifts, more uh, pr- prayers, more uh, burning offerings? Verse 7. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 of rivers of oil, shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for this sin of my soul. Can you think of a New Testament verse? What shall you give in exchange for your soul? 
Jesus said that. Wow. He hath shown, uh, pardon me, he, yeah, he hath shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly. Wow, God really loves justice. Mercy. Love and, mer and to love mercy. And to walk humbly before thy God. God tells us exactly what he wants us to be doing. It's always good stuff, isn't it? The fruit of the, fruit of the Spirit and so on. Always good things. But what about the wicked? They will just be wicked. They'll be, in verse 10, there's wickedness and wicked. And uh, he names what it is. And verse 11, the uh, wicked balances, deceitful weights. God hates that stuff. Violence is in verse 12. The tongue of deceit is in their mouth. God hates that. Um, sicknesses and so on. Because of thy sins in the bottom of verse 13. Because of thy sins. God can't stand to, to be near. So thou shalt eat, but not be satisfied. I thought we had that already, right? Another place, another verse, another challenge. This is, that's what this one says. You're, you're not serving God. So why would he be blessing what you're doing? Thou shalt sow, in verse 15, but thou shalt not reap. That's a waste of time, waste of money. Uh, the oil and sweet wine and, and drink, and verse 16, for the statutes of Umrah, Umri, are, are kept and all the works of the house of Ahab, not that awful guy. And you walk in their counsel that I should make the uh, desolation and the inhabitants thereof a hissing. People go by and wag their head. For uh, therefore ye shall bear the reproach of my people. That's the bad side of it. If people are not doing what God would like them to do, and they're not going to receive God's blessings for it. I've got verse 7, 2, and, th and 3, and 7, but I think 3 through 7, I'd like to do that. So chapter 7. Uh, on the 2, it said the good man perishes out of the earth. That's going to be a sad situation if good people get diminished and other people are doing the bad things. And verse 3, that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. Wow. Can you imagine that? that? That's the world that we're in, actually. Over and over and over, I'm hearing this stuff and finding out that it's real. The guy says he's going to call back in 20 minutes and never calls back. Why? We're beginning to find out that they're trying to get a, a bad situation worse. Because you're a senior citizen, they don't want to deal with you or they don't want to help you or they're slighting you and so on. Um, yeah. Uh, they want a reward, it says here. The princes and the judges are asking for rewards. And verse 4, they want a bribe. And verse 5, trust not the, a friend. Who, who else can you trust? Keep the doors of thy, thy mouth 
You've got to really be careful what you're saying because they can take anything and use it against you. Right. Um, the son dishonoreth the father and the daughter is one and, and just goes on there about of your own household. Uh, I can remember from my family line when they lived in Russia and the parents couldn't talk with the children or tell them the truth of some things because if the children were cornered and asked questions and they said something, the parents could be put to death because they spoke something that they shouldn't have, like Bible. If you teach Bible, they could be put to death. Okay, so I just wanted to catch a couple of things there, and that's in chapter 7 pretty well. Um, verse 19, chapter 7, verse 19. Whoops, that's at the end of the chapter here. You're saying thank you. <laughs> uh, God can still be a blessing for us and help us in all these things. He can pardon our iniquities in verse 18. And he can bring a remnant uh, still from all of that. But verse 19, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. If we're trying to serve him, if we're doing our best, if we're asking for forgiveness, we're trying to get on the right track and we make sure our, our prayers are up to date and our forgiveness is up to date and we're just going to serve God and whatever happens, we're going to stay with him. He's going to be here for us. And he will turn again. He's going to come back to you. He's going to hear your prayers. He will have compassion on us. He, he can see what's going on around us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou shalt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Wow. Other places says he'll throw them behind his back. Here he's going to put them in the deepest part of the ocean. These are things that we should be thanking God for, that we have such a fantastic Heavenly Father, and He's wanting us. He'll point out sins that we got to get rid of and we got to straighten ourselves up with, but He's wanting us. And he's blessing us. And He will continue to heal us and bless us. May God bless you.